Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vivim or it's. Hi, Craig. Uh, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the voice of Night Vale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns. You can follow me on co-host, I guess, at Topple Thrones. I haven't been... I've been in such a social media hermit mood that I'm like mid semester. It's like, I don't know, the weeks just blur by. Yeah. You know how it is. Um, today we are talking about uh, Supernatural Season 7, Episodes 11 and 12, Adventures in Babysitting. And, um. Time after time. Time I was so ready to be proud of you for having it on hand at the moment, like on spot. I was was scrolling to it, but you beat me to it before I could say it. Well, that's because that's my synopsis one, so I knew it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it makes sense for the person to do who did the synopsis to say the episode, but my glasses on. Whatever. Okay, Ash has to put its glasses on. So I'm still not used to wearing them. Oh yeah, you got Ash has funky new glasses. Everyone, I do has funky new glasses. They're good. I didn't. I didn't think I don't think I said anything in the chat because I forgot, but they're good glasses. Thank you. They're literally just for computers. Uh, I can still Computer see perfectly glasses. my Chad eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just. To... I mean, if you can't see computer, then you can't see perfectly. No, I can see a computer, but it's for it's for eye strain. That's literally pretty much it. That's and fair. Magnifies... How do glasses help you with a blue light coating? Ice. And um, um. also, they have a very, very slight prescription to make near things, to magnify near things, so my eyes don't have to strain as much to see near things. Damn, maybe I should get some computer glasses. I would highly recommend it. How much were they? Uh, I work in an eye clinic, so oh. <laughs> I have a <laughs> right, free right, exam right. and a huge employee discount, and my frames were yeah, still okay. like 120 bucks. Okay, okay. But you can pretty much, pro- you can depending on if you... Well, you live in Canada, so I don't know what it, what it's like. Yeah, you yeah, can put, that's true. It's all, you can probably get I, a prescription with a blue light coating and then get frames online. As as far as what I remember, um, eye stuff is about the same as dental stuff in Canada because uh, eye doctors and dentists are the fucking worst. <laughs> in that, like, they don't fall under regular medical insurance. Oh yeah. Okay, I can't remember if we said where to follow the show. Oh, you can follow the show on Twitter, uh, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. We also didn't do uh, content warnings for these episodes will include. Yeah. Content warnings for this episode include drugging, kidnapping, depression, death by exsanguination, children in danger, brief mention of anti-Semitism, death of a parent, mention of anti-immigration politics, mummification, choking, the burning down of a homeless camp, 1940s era typical toxic masculinity and xenophobia towards Germans, and propaganda. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us to our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. You can also do that for any other questions or comments or pieces of lovely feedback. We have 94 um, followers on TikTok. Yeah. Shoutouts to people who follow us on TikTok. I make good TikToks, you guys. You do. Thank you. I don't watch all of them, but I watch most of them, and they're good. Okay, um, let's begin here with Adventures in Babysitting, which was written by uh, Adam Glass and directed by uh, Je- Jeanette Swartz. Uh, I don't believe we have heard... Oh, no, Je- Jeanette Swartz. Um, oh, he directed Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. Ah. 
That is the only other episode he has directed so far. He will go on to direct uh, three more episodes. Um, he uh, he looks like he jumps around a lot. He was a director on Smallville for some episodes. He seems to be one of those like TV pinch hitter guys that like will never be the major director on a thing, but like comes into direct episodes. I don't know how television works. Um, I directed Supergirl. Anyway, uh, okay. Oh, this episode. All right. There's good stuff in this episode. I'm just mad about a thing. All right. We open on a hunter named Lee. Uh, he gets drugged by a waitress at a truck stop who is a... I wrote Snake Lady. She has Snake Lady vibes. She's not a Snake Lady. Um, we'll learn what she is. Uh, and anyway, she takes him out uh, and like kidnaps him. We cut to the boys as a montage of her sad music plays out the week since Bobby's death. Um, they're sadly trying to figure out that number, and also they watch as Dick Roman's influence expands. Uh, Sam wants to tell people about uh, the like the fact that Bobby's dead, um, and also they gave Frank the numbers, uh, but haven't heard from him and want to go check on him. Um... They're interrupted by a phone call from a kid whose dad told her to call Bobby. Uh, Dean would rather go check on Frank than help this kid, so the two of them split up. Um, also, there's a thing that happens here that I don't think is ever explained, which is Dean's beer just being empty. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, I think... Oh, is it going to be, like, relevant to the season? It'll come up in a couple take. episodes, I think. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. I will hold off on the tape. Keep that on my back pocket. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And Sam not suggests that, that Dean just, having... just. Yeah, Sam suggests that Dean just drank it without paying attention, but there was like a weird sound effect before. Yeah, there was a sound effect. Empty, so. <laughs> it was pretty. Yeah. All right. Well, that it's also happens. Um, Sam finds the kid, a teen girl named Chrissy. She was supposed to get a call from her dad every night and hasn't, so which is why she called Bobby, uh, or Sam. Um, she is Lee's kid from the cold open. Uh, Sam goes and investigates his stuff and finds his murder board in his closet. Uh, Dean, meanwhile, eventually tracks down Frank. Uh, he's at a different place now um, because the government is after him. They have a little standoff. Uh, Frank thinks Dean's a leviathan. Uh, the whole shapeshifter thing's got him pretty freaked out, but they both show each other their blood and it's fine. Um, he's got this big old like, it looked almost like armored. It's like a huge RV. Um, Dean chews him out over not finding the numbers yet, but oh hey, he has found them. Their coordinates to a field in Wisconsin, a parcel of land purchased by Dick Roman. Uh, Sam's been investigating blood-sucked murder victims, and Dean and Frank are off to set up surveillance over this field disguised as power line technicians, but as they do so, they find surveillance already set up, so Frank's just gonna tap into theirs. Uh, he also teaches Dean how to tap into surveillance, which will be relevant to the next episode. Sam finds out that Lee was hunting a Vitala. Uh, they eat people slow, so he might still be alive. Uh, he goes and talks to the waitress, who we know is the Vitala, and she misleads Sam to go talk to a woman named Sally, uh, who says she's afraid. Of course, she's a Vitala, too, and the waitress and Sally jump Sam, taking him out, too, with their bitey teeth. Dean sleeps for over a day, and in, the, in that time, Frank found a woman named Amanda, who works for Dick, leading a land survey, so they're gonna watch. They chat a bit, we'll talk about that. Uh, both these men are just fine. <laughs> uh, Dean then finds out from Chrissy that Sam's in trouble. Sam wakes up tied to a chair next to Lee and they chat. There's two Vitala doing a tag team grab and dump. Like dogs are barking. One second. Pork, 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 pork. <laughs> I insist that we keep this in. Ugh. 
my dad got home, so the dogs are like, it's dad, it's dad. Mm. Um, all right, there's two Vitala doing a tag team grab and dump, and people can survive four bloodsucky feedings, apparently, according to Lee, who is on his third. Dean goes to visit Chrissy and finds out that she knows about hunting. She's having a bad time and threatens him at gunpoint to come along with him to save her dad. Uh, Dean disarms her, but she burned the info, so she has to come so she can guide him. They chat in the car. Dean apparently knew about these Vitala, but never told Sam anything, uh, and also tells Chrissy that she could go to college like Sam. Uh, there's a lot of Dean-Chrissy stuff in the latter half of this episode that we'll talk about. Uh, the Vitala comes back, and Sam acts like a murder freak to get her to feed on him and not Lee. Uh, Chrissy spots the truck that the Vitala are using to keep their prisoners in, and Dean handcuffs her to the car wheel before he goes to check uh, out the truck, um, so she doesn't follow him. Dean fights the Vitala, he's doing okay, but then Chrissy comes in, having broken out from the handcuffs, and is grabbed by the Vitala as a hostage. Dean puts his knife down, um... And uh, the Vitala starts killing Lee. Um, Chrissy then reveals that this was all a plan uh, and a little trap for the Vitala and pulls out a knife and, like, stabs her. Uh, and then Dean frees Sam and kills the other uh, Vitala also. Uh, sorry. Dean frees Sam, who kills the Vitala, who is uh, killing Lee. We cut to Lee in the hospital, who is fine. They talk about Chrissy. She and Dean bond. It's cute. Um... She's thinking that she will go to college in the car. Sam and Dean talk about Sam not feeling great, but Dean's doing okay, actually. I don't really, I didn't really know how to read the end of this episode. Um, I guess we can talk about that. And uh, that's that's the episode. Yep. I fucking hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna do my folklore corner immediately because this is just gonna be a bug up my ass until I talk about it. Um, you know the I. <sighs> This show's never been good with monsters, but I feel like it's just getting worse and worse. Like, I don't think anything will beat the lowest bar that is the dragon, but, like, <laughs> a Vitala is, like, a cool graveyard spirit that hangs upside down from a trees and, like, tells you riddles and is unchained from, like, time, so it knows the past, present, and future, and it likes playing, like, funny little tricks and pranks on people, and, like, that these are just vampires, Literally, like, why couldn't this just be a vampire episode? Like, there, there, there's the only thing that's different about vampires is the fact that they like have uh like poisoned like soporific poison fangs, but that could have just been like a variant of vampire. Um, and well, like they also they, they wouldn't feed have been slowly. able to do the <clears throat> they wouldn't have been able to do the oh it's one, but also it's actually two because vampires usually travel in numbers. I guess. I guess they really like, wanted to do that reveal, even though it... It, like, it, but it just makes, like, it wasn't even a reveal. Yeah, no, the exactly. moment The moment she was like, oh, go talk to that, or that lady wants to talk to you, whatever, I'm like, oh, this is a trap. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and, like, you know, people would, like, capture them to, like, like, sorcerers would capture Vitala to, like, uh, use them as, like, knowledge familiars and stuff. Like, there's so many more interesting, like, legends and stories about Vitala, and, like, there's nothing here. They're just, like, they just use the word, and it's, it, it should be expected at this point, but it's Speaking really annoying. Of the word, um, the page in John's journal we see has, like, this illustration of Vitala, and it says at the top Vitala in, like, that stupid font. Where it's English letters, but it's meant to look like a different language. I'm oh, yeah. Of which language it is in this case. 
it's like those signs that's like everyone smiles in the same language and each word is a different font that's supposed to look like a different alphabet but it's all english uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. those coexist yeah it's 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 stickers. it's like oriental font is the vibe yeah um yeah to to be clear um vitala are an indian uh like folkloric being um that again they're they're called spirits this is the this is the classic thing of like well there isn't really an english word for this thing so we're just going to use the word spirit um and uh yeah they're cool um they probably inspired dracula which is where like the vampire thing comes from and why they're like that uh because there was a um western writer that like uh uh used them to like and like treated them more differently and like had them be a little bit more like these blood sucking versions um but like that's that's still not the actual what the actual myths are um <laughs> just thinking of this one specific person who got into an internet fight with me um when i said that dracula the novel is anti-semitic um and they were like how could you attack slavic culture like this um it was it was not pretty um mm. How People could get you real weird Indian when you talk like about anti-Semitism in media that you like. Um, Sir so Richard Burton is the name of the author. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bummer. The uh, the we'll link the article in question that I I found some of this information in in the in the show notes. Um, but yeah, that's that's supernatural. Let's talk about the actual episode. Um, I like Chrissy. I like Chrissy a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Chrissy as well. I told you there was a great she teenager is. in this one. Yes, it's true. Yeah, she's fun. My first note is depression, TM. Yeah, the, like we yeah. open with the three weeks of just sitting around exactly like that Twilight pit. I was literally <laughs> going to say. I was literally <laughs> going to say. Hey, they're doing like investigation in the background, but yeah. But yeah the, it for is... the first week, they're just sitting there. Man. Week two, they start like looking oh, into things. Week three, they so have funny. a murder wall up. Murder wall up. It's really good. Um. We don't see Bobby's hunter funeral. Presumably he had one, but we didn't see it. Yeah, I'm just kind of sad about that, but... Wow. Um, then um, Sam is I... like, hey, Bob, Dean, should we do things that are, like, logistical things to do after somebody dies? And Dean is like, what about the case? No. What about this case? What about this case? Let's not talk about this conversation you're trying to have with me. I mean, they, they do a little, like, who wants to do it and neither of them do, if I remember correctly. And I was like, I do like that. Yeah, talking on yeah, the phone so... sucks. Um... Yeah, Sam says, do you want to call Bobby's people or not? And Dean's like, why is that our job? Who else is going to do it? I'm not calling anybody. If you want to, go right ahead. I don't want to call anybody. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Enormous mood. Also, we get a little like list of the things that they're trying to figure out what this number is, uh, which is funny to me. It's like, zip code? No. Lock? No. V-mail? No. Password? Bank number? Lottery number? That one's not on the list, but Frank says it, and Dean says he knows, so they presumably tried that one too. Mm. For those uh, who don't know, V-mail is like a uh, a like letter that is copied to film um, and then printed back onto paper, so like you can you can sort of shrink it down. Huh. I just assumed it was like voicemail, like his voicemail password, but I guess he doesn't have one of those because they can. Oh, just pick up his it phone. may. You know what? That may be that. That may be what it actually is i was like "Ooh, bobby's like secret stash of like uh because i I mean it makes sense because it's a good way to preserve information because you have like uh tiny little photographs that you can look at through like microfiche or whatever um like a microfiche viewer and like 
you can you can store all that in a in a way that's easier than having big old books but you're right it is probably voicemail <laughs> that is the thing that is the thing that makes more sense um so yeah they they split up oh, oh also um uh biggersons is in is in financial trouble now <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's an article like biggersons recalls contaminated meat but on the other hand dick roman enterprises stock is going up yes yeah, yeah. dick roman is rising in power the, the dick is rising dick. huh dick is rising yep a lot of, lot of, lot of rising. dick jokes. A lot of dick jokes in these two episodes. Mm -hmm. That's the season. That's the just. Yes. That, yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, we get that weird beer bottle moment that I talked about. That I guess is will will come up at some point. Um. I'm curious they... if you have a theory, Wyatt. I think it's Bobby's ghost. Interesting. <laughs> I think. I think. His funeral. I think he said um, no. I think he's a ghost. I think we're gonna see him again. I don't know. Can ghosts? drink your alcohol mm. ghosts can do anything that. emma they can write a ghost to do whatever they want a ghost to do we the, the show used to have ghost rules and then this has just slowly been <laughs> dialing them back who cares anymore superpowers yeah um so yeah sam goes and uh we meet chrissy yeah i like how he like hesitates to say that bobby died um and then he finally says he's passed away um that's the first time sam has had to say it Presumably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like using the euphemism because he's talking to a kid and it's effective. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's just because the TV show is happening and so I've been thinking about it, but Chrissy gave me Ellie from The Last of Us vibes. Yeah. I haven't watched The Last of Us or played the games, but she, I, I definitely see that. She but then like, again, I guess you know... that's just like spunky child. Yeah, but also like uh, uh, kind of secretly traumatized um a whole thing with with ellie is like uh she is sort of trying to hide slash defer her trauma by being a spunky child mm -hmm. which i don't know if that's as true for chrissy but presumably she's seen some shit well she said her mom she saw her mom get killed oh yeah yeah no yeah you're right so yeah she's definitely seen some shit um Re like watching this scene is fun knowing that she knows because she's like you're a salesman too huh euphemism for like being a hunter um, <laughs> i love it when they speak in code yeah um but yeah, i don't have to i, I just think it's really funny i mean she doesn't really have an alternative here but like she's just taken him at his word that he first of all knows bobby and second of all is trustworthy because she hasn't spoken to bobby at all obviously yeah so yeah he, he strange man shows up and goes well if you could trust bobby you can trust me um and she she's not like fully willing to trust him she like warns him that she has 911 on speed dial and whatever but like you still let him in i guess well, she can she take care of herself but not. i feel like she definitely her. feels like she doesn't have a choice yeah yeah like, this guy can help find her dad that's worth the risk yep um chrissy says, you know, her dad's been missing for a while, which is a nice parallel to the way the show started. Um, mm -hmm. And Sam goes, it's just you and him, huh? I know how that is. When do you know that, Sam? When did you know what it was like to be just you and your dad? You don't know what this is. Go away. Damn, Fucking the Sam crate coming brother. out. <laughs> Fucking little sibling pretending to be an only child. Okay. Okay, never mind. It's the, it's the eldest daughter syndrome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Like, if Dean I, said, I know how that is, that would make sense. But Sam was never alone with John long term. Yeah. I, I assumed he more meant, like, just two people against the world, him and Dean, just two family members. But, but yes, you're right. 
Yeah, only having one other person to rely on. I can see that. I'll allow it. Um, I also just really like Chrissy as, like, this little hunter kid parallels off of um, a little bit of Ben and, like, a younger Joe. Mm-hmm. Wow. They yeah, I wonder if... Shit. I'm curious if she's going to come back because, yeah, she was a good character. I think she comes back and fix sometimes, but I'm not sure if that's because she comes back or if she just, like, fits in with the crew of the other characters. I don't think she actually comes back, but you're right. She does She does uh, fit okay. in with the Wayward Sisters. Congrats to Chrissy, final girl. So true. Um, Sam's like, okay, I'm going to look around, and then he, he borrows a picture of uh, Chrissy and her dad so that he can, like, use the picture as, like, hey, have you seen this man type of thing? But he, like, takes the whole frame. He does. He and then later he just that. has the picture. I'm like... Yeah. Um, he promises that he'll check in, and she says, don't say that. That's what my dad said. Well, never make a promise on TV, Sam. You doomed yourself. Don't you know you're in a show? Bro, you are in a story. Yep. Um, Frank's house is great. Or I guess it's not his house, but his... I guess, I don't know. I don't know how Frank works. (laughs) I don't know. This transcript calls it Frank's house. But it's a different house from last time, I'm pretty sure, because he moved. So it's like, is it, is it, did, did he actually buy this house or is he just like squatting in an abandoned house? Which is, it's his, it's his house either way, but like, yeah, it, it seems like he's moved in here and is using this as like a temporary base, but his like RV is his primary like thing that he's been using to like move around. Can't stay in one um, place for too long. Yep. Anyway, uh, this is extremely, I mean, it looks like this because it is this, uh, but I've driven past so many of these houses. This has huge, like, uh, Canadian countryside farmhouse vibes. Mm-hmm. Big old house, but in the middle of absolute fucking nowhere. I think it's funny that Frank believes in Leviathan now. Like, yeah. what does he think they are? Because there's no way he Aliens. believes he, they're, they're, like, creatures from like the dawn of time that we're in a different dimension magically <laughs> so he's just like their government experiments are they aliens like you just said like i think he thinks they're aliens i don't know he says gwyneth paltrow is a leviathan yes i would i would believe it i would believe it too and this was before this is before really goop. Went, yeah where she really went off the deep end she's still doing goop i i'm sure she's still doing goop did her pussy candle do well <laughs> oh. Thank you. It's not before Goop. She launched Goop in 2008. Really? Damn. Goop's that old? Wow. I feel like I only started hearing about was... Goop in like 2015. Yeah. It really took off around then, but it launched in 2008. Damn. Dang. Yeah, that was like when she was in Iron Man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so this is the era of being. I mean, I guess like. Yeah, I don't know. Was was Gwyneth Paltrow always weird? I mean, probably. As we've discussed before, being in Hollywood does shit to a person. Oh, uh, yeah. Either that or Hollywood attracts a certain type of person. Anyway. Which is then right. exacerbated. Yeah. Dean is like, okay, well, let's see how I bleed. And Frank is about to shoot him in the foot. And Dean's like, oh, my God, don't shoot me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then he finally does the sensible thing and does a little slice on the back of his arm. Yep. So proud of him. Of course, then he doesn't, like, wash the knife. He wipes it on his sleeve and gives it to Frank, who, like, cuts his palm. Uh (sighs) Uh-huh. That's not sanitary. uh, Dean refers to himself being human, proving his humanity. As being red-blooded uh, American. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. I made note of that. 
Oh boy. Dean, everyone has red blood. Mm-hmm. Except for wasn't to prove you're American. Well, I guess Leviathans aren't American. This I would, I would is a season about guess. illegal aliens. I mean, it's you not probably not. make it about that. Yeah, yeah, it's not not. About it's kind it. of about illegal aliens the way Dracula is about Jewish immigration. Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about the fact that um, monsters in Supernatural are an extremely, like, post-9-11, the enemy could be anywhere type thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, you could you could key them for, you, you could key them in for, like, basically anything. Um, mm -hmm. Like, like, they're both simultaneously uh, the worst among us, the, like, horrible billionaire class, etc. But also, the horrible billionaire class is not just the horrible billionaire class, it's a, it's monsters masquerading as that. Um, I mean, Dick Roman was already, like, a terrible person before he got taken over, but... Yeah, I mean, nobody noticed politics. when he got replaced yeah. by a baby-eating monster. Well, that's because, that's because Dick the Leviathan knows how to act. Yeah. Well, and also they, like, gain all the memories and behaviors and shit of the people that they eat. Mm -hmm. It definitely helps. I do think it's interesting that, like, the moment Frank started digging into Dick Roman, he, like, uh, uh, the surveillance state, like, came down on him. There's a lot of, like, the show's been more and more about the surveillance state, like, this season in a way that I do find interesting. It's like, mm -hmm. finally we've gotten... I mean, we talked about this with the uh, the guy who found their, like, credit card info and stuff. But, like, we now... It, it's interesting to me that the oldest monsters are the ones that are simultaneously the most, like, modern in the way that they're, like, infiltrating society and figuring out how it works and, like, using that to hunt the boys and their friends. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, the Winchesters are literally enemies of the state now. Yes. Well, yeah. They're presumed dead, but yeah. They're enemies of the state, but also they're the only ones who are actually defending America. Capital yeah. D, capital mm -hmm. A, defending America. Uh, Frank also, has I'm pretty sure Frank isn't sure yes. that Dick has that's his eyes on was, him. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, he only is, suspects is, it. Dean's like, wait. Dick's got people watching you, and he says, do I look like I know? You think it's easy to see this deep into what's real and also be bipolar with delusional ideation? There is no pill for my situation, sweetie pop. So yeah, best guess the big mouths are on to me. Next question. I love him. He's doing his best. <laughs> not, not, I'm not saying, like, great BPD rep, but, like, no. I like Frank. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. He's a fun little guy. It could be worse. It could, yeah, it could always be worse. <laughs> as far as presumably neurotypical people writing a conspiracy theorist with yeah bpd like yeah you know it could definitely have been worse imagine if andrew dab had written this episode um this was a huge mood uh dean's like uh why did like why didn't you call me back and he's like hey cut me some slack you called me like four days ago he says i called you four weeks ago frank and he's like what no R really God, mood. Time is a flat circle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Days, weeks, quit busting my chops. Dean paid him $15,000 for this. Where did he get $15,000? Especially because he can't do the credit card thing anymore. Yeah, maybe Bobby had, like, maybe Bobby buried gold in the backyard. <laughs> that seems like a thing he would do. A little coffee jar of cash. Coffee can. I want to know about the story about them in Fresno. Yeah! But Dean is not ready to but hear Frank, that. Dean yeah, doesn't want Frank's to hear about Bobby because he's grieving too rawly to, like, accept reminiscing. Yeah. Yeah, Frank's like, I'm sorry about Bobby, and, like, starts telling this, like, 
what presumably would be a fun story. He's like smiling as he tells it. And then Dean's like, no, 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 I'm not playing that one time with Bobby crap. It's like, I'm just trying to make friendly conversation. This is not a friendship, Frank. I'm paying you. Yeah. Frank's like, hey, come on, man. You know what? You need a little LSD, a little shiatsu. <laughs> Dean is so crabby. He has not slept yeah. properly in at least three weeks. Yeah, later he will sleep for 36 hours straight. Yeah. And in a chair. without stubble. Well, yes. <laughs> he slept 36 hours in a chair. And uh, let's see, how old is he now? He's he's like 31. God God smile upon his his back vertebrae. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's supposed to his I pulled vertebrae. I pulled I pulled something in my back moving on the bus a month and a half ago and it still hurts. See, God forbid what I no cast does to a motherfucker. A... What, what? What no cast does to a motherfucker. Literally so true. I need to steal <sighs> to come heal my back pain. Hmm. <laughs> right now I was fantasizing about cast. No, I was trying to figure out where we were in my notes. Um, so Frank figures out what the, the numbers stand for um, because he's like, well, maybe he's, we're, we were missing a number. And Dean's like, well, how do you figure? And he says, oh, I don't know, because Bobby was dying of brain trauma. Um, which the delivery on that sounded exactly like Vizzini from Princess Bride. <laughs> Unemployed yeah. in Greenland. Literally so true. It was really funny. So Sam looks into the case. Um, the morgue attendant makes a vampire joke and Sam does not laugh at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Dean's like, okay, so there's this field to Sam. Um, he says it's a field, not the Death Star. And Dick Roman is at a TED conference. It's all over at Huffington Post and saying, since when do you read? Shut up, Sam. He's doing research. You know this. Uh-huh. He doesn't have you around to do it for him, bitch. Since when do you read? I don't know. Maybe all the time. He's on a case. Dickhead. Anyway. Um, Frank is like, put on your costume. Let's go. And Dean's like, costume? Costume. They haven't, he they loves haven't a done silly this in a while. Costume. Yeah. Well, he does, but also they haven't really done this in a while. Most of the time yeah. now they just do like suits for uh like pretending to be FBI agents. Like they're they're getting less they've gotten way less creative with like what the boys pretend to be. Remember when they dressed up as priests? Yeah. I miss yeah. early season supernatural. Anyway, this is a nice callback to that. Yeah. Uh, the bit later where Dean's like, "Why do I have to go up in the cherry picker?" And Frank's like, "Because mine's his manager." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was really funny. Name tags. Um, it was a funny little goof with this uh, morgue attendant. Sam's like, "Some kind of animal attack," and the morgue attendant's like, "Or a vampire." And then Sam no sells it, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, that usually gets at least a chuckle." Dean does his best to figure out the cherry picker situation. He's like. Figuring out the controls very yeah, slowly. He's like Put that man in a situation. Literally. He's being so brave about it. It's true. Anyway, they tap the surveillance. Um, Frank goes, you look horrific. Cut to Jackals, who still looks like a fucking model. They didn't make him look ugly at all. Yeah. They didn't even give him eye bags. They didn't give him stubble. Yeah, they didn't mess looks, his hair. Yeah. Nothing. He just looks like yep. Dean. It's so funny. Yep. You look horrific. It's, Cut yeah. to Jackals. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's It's silly. Anyway, Zane immediately passes out. He's sleeping. He's, he's so sleeping. cute. Sleeping. He's sleepy baby. <laughs> um, because he's sleeping, he misses Sam's phone call where Sam reveals that he has misinformation about this case. Oh no. Yep. Um, this is the other blah, blah, blah. the other thing I noticed about John's journal when we see Sam looking at it is that 
apparently there's like a typed uh, space for an agenda on the page that John wrote this stuff on because it says like a date and like each of the lines has a time on it and he's just completely not using this journal for its intended purpose. This is an agenda, John. Do you know what an agenda <laughs> is? Why don't you just buy a goddamn notebook? <laughs> God, it pissed me off. Why are you skipping lines because there's an eight on it? Just buy one that doesn't say eight on it. There are so many notebooks in the world. John Critz will literally say anything. Um, the uh, the the old like faded parchment paper, like black ink drawing of the Vitala they have is pretty cool. I will admit. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't know what, like, this is not a Vitala. Like, I don't know where the snake imagery comes from. They have nothing to do with snakes. Shrug. Also, the vibe is more, like, Greek pottery than, like... Yeah, I was gonna say, like, Indian I thought... Art, like... I would not have, based on the, like, information the show presented to me who knows nothing about anything, I would have thought that they would have been Greek or, like, Roman or Mediterranean of some kind. I would not have suspected Indian. Yeah, I mean she has a she has a skull necklace like um uh uh what's that? Kali? Um yeah, Kali? I think Kali has yeah. one. The uh yeah, I think anyway, it's a common uh visual um uh trope. Um it's mm -hmm. called a um uh mundamala, mundamala. Yeah. Anyway, got one of those on. The show doesn't, like, source its shit, so I have no idea where they got this from. It's mm -hmm. very hard to find images that they use. So Sam goes to investigate, talks to Marlene. She sends him to go talk to Sally. Um, so there's, like, a weird hesitation because Sally is clearly implied to be a sex worker. So she's like, yes. I think he may have gone to talk to that girl. Yeah, talk. Um, and then when the two of them jump him <laughs> he does like this not even like just surprise face he's like mad he's like how uh -huh. could you it's like there, there's two of them they got me with the old there's two of them trick <laughs> <laughs> it's like the greater than colon capital o face he makes yeah <laughs> anyway and then he sprawled out on the floor in like the jesus pose he is so big he's large chrissy calls him the size of a car he's very big Roughly the size of a barge. <laughs> That's what happened to Sam. It wasn't the blood freak. Yeah, he ate, he ate, he ate four many dozen eggs. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the way Sam's just going around with the photo being like, you seen this man? Hey, you seen this man? Uh, what happened to our good old, like, careful investigator Sammy? He's just, he just walks right into the lion's den and gets munched. He really does. <laughs> um, so yeah, we see Amanda on the camera. Frank calls her Sarah Palin. A lot of name dropping this episode. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where he's like, Dean's like, what do we do now? And Frank's like, we watch. And yeah, Dean's like, yeah, patients and me aren't exactly on terms. And Frank says, well, then go out and kill something, whatever you kids do to blow off steam. <laughs> yeah. Frank says again, did I mention you look awful? Um, Dean says that he's grieving. And he says, and this is like shoving a rock up a hill. Explicitly Sisyphean. Yeah. 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 Um, so... Frank's like, you're going to drive yourself into the ground. He's like, I'm not going to quit. He's like, okay, do what I did. When I w what I did when I was 26 and came to find my wife and two kids gutted on the floor. Decide to be fine until the end of next week. Make yourself smile because you're alive and that's your job. Then do it again the next week. 
Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's exactly Jeez. what Dean Winchester needed to hear. Was put yeah, on a facade getting, for everyone Getting else the worst advice. Just keep going. Just keep going. You're not a person. You're a job. Yep. And Dean's like, so fake it. And Frank says, call it being professional. Do it right with a smile or don't do it. Oh, these two men are not okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, then Dean gets the voicemail. And this is where he's like, no, that's wrong. Because I know knew about the Vitala, actually. This is dumb. Like, they didn't need to add this in. It feels weird that Dean would have known about this and then, like, not, like, tried to do anything about it, but whatever. Well, normally he hunts with Sam, so I guess it didn't occur to him to share info about a case with Sam in case he ever faced one by himself. Because, like, if they were on a Fidala case, he would have been like, oh, yeah, Dad's journal says this, but don't worry about it, Sam. I know know this information. Yeah. But Sam went off on a case all by himself. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. I just, I don't know. I don't. Him knowing it's about this beforehand didn't really add anything to the episode. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, Dean goes to find Chrissy, and we get Sam and Lee. I want to know why no- I, I guess Lee knows that they need to drink people uh, uh, four times to kill them, because he's seen other people in this room die on him, which is dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have really any other notes about this scene. No, Some I guys on chairs. It. Their necks are all bloody. Uh, Dean mm-hmm. meets Chrissy. And he's like, he, he like tries to send her away, but not the way that Sam did. Where he was like, could you go make coffee? He's just like, go away. And she doesn't. Um, and so Dean looks for the murder board, but it's gone. Um, Dean, he says, where is it? And she's like, you mean everything about the job my dad was working? He says, Sam says you didn't know. Chrissy says, Sam <laughs> seemed competent. <laughs> uh-huh. Get his ass. This man is so cranky. Absolutely get his ass. Oh. I just realized um, we skipped over the uh, the cold open, and there is one thing I wanted to say about the cold open going way, way back, is there's, like, one actually really cool shot in this episode, um, which is the shot of Lee standing between the two trucks. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a with the With the blue and orange. This is just a fun little cinematic flair. Supernatural doesn't usually go out of its way to do that, but I'll post it in the refs and we can put it in the in the description. Cause it's 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 neat. I thought it looked cool. Some uh, some real like little guy going into the lion's den imagery here, like the the glowing red. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Sam seemed confident. I mean, he did. He found he found the secret murder board. That was her little test for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's very. I mean, there's a lot of like uh, Dean Chrissy parallels here, except for the mm-hmm. fact that like. Unlike uh, uh, John being like, all right, Dean, you're 10 years old. Time to fire a gun. Um, this t- this is more like, what? He's first firing he was... a gun when he was six. Oh, my God. I thought it was 10 because we talked about Dean being 10 in the, in the last no, that's episode. that's when he was practicing and, uh, with the gun. Right. Okay. Well, you're six. Learn how to fire this gun. Um, but she's like, dad always told me to be a regular kid. Don't say anything. So the line of fire, let the adults work it out. Yeah. Because Lee is They're, trying. Yeah, she and Lee have a bit of a healthier life than uh, than John and Dean did. They have a house that they live in. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if Lee's, like, actually, like, a trucker. Like, it doesn't really say what his day job is, but he has enough, like, he makes money. He could pay the mortgage on this house. Maybe he really is a traveling salesman. Yeah. She's a latchkey kid. Anyway, Chrissy's like, I'm coming or you're not going. And he just grabs the gun out of her hand. And yeah. she goes, she, she does like this little She's pause. Like, ow. She goes, ow. Yeah. 
Very good, moody teenager. They're so funny. Anyway, he has to take her along, as you mentioned in the synopsis. Yeah. He says, all right, here's the deal. I'm a fun guy. I'm actually awesome, okay? But right now, I'm not in the mood. He's so funny. You don't get to self-diagnose fun guy. If this wasn't an emergency, I would drop your ass off at the nearest mall. She's like, what serious crap? And he's like, revenge crap, all right? Now shut up. Eat a cookie or something. And, like, she puts in her headphones like a teen does. Um, And then she's like, no, actually, I want to talk. This is where she's like, your brother's the size of a car. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something interesting here, I guess. You know what? I take it back. There is a thing interesting here about uh, Dean knowing the thing. Because, um, like, yeah, Sam's going off the info in Dad's journal, and Dean knows something that John didn't. There's a bit of, like, moving beyond, which, like, I mean, we've had plenty of that, but not usually in terms of um, monster Becoming knowledge. A hunter than his dad. But, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because they've been using the journal less and less, uh, in part because they've just been fighting less and less, like, new monsters. But, um, yeah, like, the journal comes back, and then this time it's explicitly wrong. That's kind of neat, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So I'll um, take it back. It does add do you, something Dean to Dean refers episode. to this hunt where he learned this information as being a couple years back, and he didn't tell Sam because Sam was away at Stanford. That's more than a couple years back. That's Dean. more than a couple years. A couple is two, man. Dean. <laughs> That's at least five years back. No, hold on. That's more like almost ten years back, depending. Yep. Anyway. Probably like seven. Yeah, so Chrissy, there's like a disbelief. She goes, Sam went to college? I thought you said your dad was a hunter. Ouch. Ouch. Yep. Some like, I don't know, like working class analog here, being like you can afford to go to college. Mm-hmm. There's like a pause, and he like, obviously knows that she's processing this and he goes you could too you know oh, yeah be a hunter pediatrician yeah get some dean personality back yeah sally does some monster taunting it's like how's everyone feeling good strong silent fine i don't need much entertainment with my meal and then we get the the chekhov's gun like set up payoff of her like going over to eat lee who we know is on his last possible feeding before he dies uh, and Sam's like, yeah, like I said, the synopsis, Sam, <laughs> Sam's like, I'm a murder freak. I like to kill you. Come eat me. Yeah. Like, I, I, want, I want you to know how much I enjoyed cutting up your sisters. At this point, it said, get sucked, Sammy. <laughs> Suck him silly. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, we do learn that um, Chrissy apparently helps her dad, but also it seems like she's fronting a bit. Yeah, like, like it's, it seems like she probably works, like, the behind-the-scenes of cases with him, but doesn't go into the field is the most likely mm-hmm. explanation. Where, like, yeah, she'll she's do the, the research and stuff. Yeah. She, pro- she presumably knows how to use the gun that she was aiming, um, but she hasn't And she sure knows how to use that knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're staking out the place, and she, um, she's they're arguing about whether she can come along on this hunt. Um, she says, quit treating me like I'm some girl. Non-binary as hell. Um, she doesn't say little girl, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but also he, like, is clearly drawing on his own experience as being a child hunter to be like, no, you're scared. I know you're scared because I was scared. Yeah. Poor Dean. Mm-hmm. Shout out and, to Supernatural uh... for actually casting a 17-year-old for this scene, for this uh-huh. character. I thought she was younger than she is. Mm-hmm. Well, based on the quick Google I just did. Uh, and then he handcuffs her to the wheel, and she's very upset by this. Yeah, he got her by forcing her into a fist bump. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, like, she's like, ugh, like, you're so lame when he does the fist bump. Like, no one does that anymore. 
You're a dweeb. That's that's not true. I was a teenager when she was a teenager. We we fist bumped. That was a thing people did. Yeah, but if an old guy, not an actual yeah. guy, tried to give you a fist yes. bump, you'd be like, ew, loser. Yes, but she says no one fist bumps anymore. That wasn't true in 2012, 2011, <laughs> whenever this... No, we're in 2012. This was six, the 6th of January, yeah, 2012. January. Anyway, she finally gives in for the handcuff. For the... For the hand... For the handcuff. For the fist yeah. bump, and it is for the handcuff. Yeah. Got him. Um, and then she's like... <laughs> Dean's also like, give me your lockpick. Uh, this is where she says, I watched my... I've watched seen people die. I watched my mom get torn to shreds. Uh, every hunter's gotta have a dead parent. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, well, wait till next be, episode. Yeah, Hold next on. episode. Yeah, this will. Yeah. <laughs> um. God. Anyway. Um. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm the jackass who ain't bringing a kid in there. Blah, blah blah. Um. Like you're such a hypocrite. How come you get to do it and I don't? He's like, cause I'm a grown up. Yeah. Which like fair, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very but, much. But uh, of course she she's does. seventeen, she so you know how seventeen-year-olds are. Yep. And she does save the day. Girl mm-hmm. power. I mean, Dean probably would have been able to, like, he was doing pretty they good before she fine. came in and got, like, but, but, you know, also, like, Dean and Sam are always fine, so we have to, like, view this from the angle of, like, it is dangerous for one person to fight two people, especially if uh-huh. they're super monsters. Yeah, this all plays out pretty quiet. Bleh. This all plays out pretty fast. As I said in the synopsis, she, she, like, pulls the knife out, does a little stabby. Slay. The, it's weird that Dean doesn't just kill the Vitala and instead like free Sam, who is the one that kills the Vitala. It's kind of like the like the action scene blocking doesn't super make sense. Oh, sorry, sorry. Wait, Chrissy's the one that frees Sam. Yeah. Also, um, minor note: you mentioned in the synopsis that they're keeping their victims in the truck. They drove the truck to the warehouse where they're keeping them. Ah, why they? Okay, I thought that they were in the big. Uh... No, they're in a they're in a building that's too big for. A truck. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Chrissy frees Sam. Sam kills the second one. Yeah, that's fine. It's an action scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Sam and Dean go talk to Lee in the hospital. Dean says, you should quit right now. Um, And Dean, Lee says, I got into this for a reason. He says, yeah, your family. That's why you should get out. Yeah. <sighs> they still, They still got a family. He's a dad. She's a kid. One of them could die if they keep doing this. And, like, it's sort of ambiguous, um, but, uh... Chrissy yeah, does say like, that she's thinking about going to college, so maybe yeah, she'll cause, her cause dad into it. Lee says, uh, um, you, you know, know ever, you ever know anyone who left a life? And it's like, no, they all get killed first, and then they leave Lee, and we don't see him again this episode, but yeah, outside, uh... Oh, yeah, they start leaving, and then D- and then Chrissy's like, hey, thanks for saying bye, asshat. Yeah, I love her so much. He's like, now you're sentimental? She's like, no, I just wanted to tell you you're kind of amusing for an old man. <laughs> Some bonding. Dean's like, how'd you get out of those cuffs? I think she probably had a second lock pick, but she's like, well, it's a secret. He says Bobby he Pin. He says it's a Bobby Pin. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. Bobby Pin. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Everywhere um, I go, I see his face. Yeah, she's like, I guess I'm retiring one and done. So yeah, she's not. It's like, maybe I'll go to Sanford. And they do a little fist bump. She's like, we're so lame. I, there's a lot crammed into this episode. Mm-hmm. I think the Dean Chrissy stuff is like pretty good, but I wish there had been more because it's mostly just the back half of this episode and we get a few scenes of them together. But we had mm-hmm. to have the Frank stuff for like the meta plot 
And it's like, it's fine, but it feels like it's trying to do too much in one episode. Because, mm-hmm. like, I guess Dean's, like, he's he's smiling like that because he's, like, thinking about the fact that it seems like Chrissy made it out of the life. But, like, he's not. No, know, just read Wyatt, a little weird. No, Frank told him to do it with a smile. So he's practicicing and he's miserable, but he's trying to smile. Oh, oh this scene made me so upset. Oh. Of course he tells him he's fine. Of course he spends time by himself trying to smile and failing. See, that's the thing. Like that, I get that now. But again, the way this episode was constructed. Yeah, there's a long like, interruption in between. You have to be in tune to the Dean emotions. Yeah, I just think this either should have been a Frank episode or a Chrissy episode. But in doing both, mm-hmm. it's like kind of split between them. Like we get a lot of Dean stuff in this, but it's like... We're both dealing with Dean's own, like, sadness over Bobby's death, but also his, like, uh, bonding with this kid, etc. I don't know, it's fine. Maybe I'm just making excuses for not catching that, but... Yeah, I think next episode does a better job at splitting the boys up and having two things going on, because it's really one yes. thing going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was all my notes for this episode. Do we have anything else or after facts? Um... Sam's not fine, as said. Dean's like, how are you all right? He's like, no, I'm definitely not, but, you know, I just want to work. And yeah, Dean's like, I'm fine, and then does his sad smile. Um, uh, There's apparently a deleted scene where Sam, like, goes to Bobby's car and finds a picture of him and him and uh, Dean and, like, gets sad. That's sad. Um, But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I said what I thought about this episode. It's like, it's fine. The Vitala stuff mm-hmm. sucks. The Chrissy stuff is good. I love Frank. Not really any big thematic stuff going on here, except for more of Dean's childhood sadness and them dealing with Bobby's death. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of... Oh no, that's the next one. Um, a lot of actor facts for the next one. But for this one, um, Chrissy was played by Madison McLaughlin, who will go on to be Evelyn Sharp in Arrow. Uh, Lee was played by Ian Tracy, who was Huckleberry Finn in Huckleberry Finn and his friends. Uh, Albie in The Minikins, Spider Spider Garvin in Tropical Heat, Uh, John Hibbs in The Commish, Detective Mick Leary in Da Vinci's Inquest, Jimmy Reardon in Intelligence, Adam Worth in Sanctuary, Lucas Mitchell in Robe, Jason in Continuum, Fergie in the Romeo section, Remo Wallace in Bates Motel, Ray in Travelers, The Fixer in Project Blue Book, and Jimmy in Virgin River. Uh, and then uh, Sally, the Vitala, was played by Megan Ori, who is Juliet Weyburn in Higher Ground, Sherry Woods in Vampire High, Juliet in True Justice, Red Riding Hood in Once Upon a Time, and Abby in Chesapeake Shores. Oh, that's why I recognize her, Once Upon a Time. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's in a, she's in a bunch of episodes of that. Um, We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, some, 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 some time travel. <laughs> Seven Twelve Time After Time was written by Robbie Thompson, and I did not check who directed it. It's Phil Screesha. Um, all right, in the cold open, we jump right in. We start in media res. The boys are charging into a case. Uh, Dean runs down an alley at some guy dressed old-fashioned who's, like, sucking the life out of somebody, and they vanish in a red light. Title card. Uh, two days earlier, Sam gets a call from Jody, who tips them off to a case of weirdly mummified bodies in Ohio, and they pause the revenge business to look into it. They find a house to squat in. Sam wins sleeping on the bedroom floor. 
Uh, they go talk to a witness whose testimony the cops ruled out because he's a stoner. Um, he says a, a guy dressed old-fashioned sucked the life out of his friend. Sam finds some more instances of this super-aging in Canton throughout the decades, including one with a picture of a guy in a fedora. Dean uses those hacker techniques he got from Frank to get into some local feeds and finds that fedora guy is still out there today looking exactly the same. The boys go talk to Terry, the woman who found one of the mummies last time this happened, and find from her fedora guy's address. So they find him and he goes down an alleyway. Then we see the cold open scene and Dean is gone. We are now in 1944. Dean gets arrested for running around with a gun. The cops suspect him of being a shitty German spy. Um, then some new guy walks in asking for details of the case like he knows what a hunt in and what a hunt is. Uh, and Dean grocks this so they recognize... they. Damn it. They introduce themselves to each other, and Dean is starch-struck to learn that this is Elliot Ness. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> back in 2012, Sam and Jody hang out. They're getting Bobby's stuff out of storage. We cut back and forth between the timelines throughout, so, like, bear with me. Elliot gets Dean into a period-appropriate suit with his equivalent of Bobby, a woman named Ezra Moore. GNCAF. Ezra is a boy's name. Uh, Sam and Jody and Elliot, Ezra, and Dean investigate the case and determine simultaneously that Fedora Guy has an infinite hourglass symbol on his ring, which is the sign of Kronos, the Greek Titan, Zeus's dad. They call him a god in this no, episode. It's not. Oh, the symbol is not? Stupid show. <laughs> Stupid show. Um, <laughs> Dean's crew focuses on killing him. Sam's crew tries to figure out how to summon him so that they can get Dean back. Uh, Dean knows where Kronos lives and from when he went there with Sam, so he and Elliot go check it out and find that Kronos has been using the Back to the Future 2 method, betting on things that he knows the outcome of, so they go talk to his bookie, Lester Young. Lester's a little rat of a guy. Uh, Dean plays bad cop to Elliot's good cop, and Lester gives them a name, Snyder, and an address to go look for him. Meanwhile, Jody and Sam discover how to bring Kronos to them, but he has to be touching Dean at that exact second to bring Don Dean along with him. Rats. Hold that thought. Elliot and Dean bonds over hunting. Elliot tells him his origin story, which is just shit's fucked. Uh, Dean says he has depression. Elliot says, no, you don't. You have a job. Thanks. That's <laughs> Why is everyone giving Dean such bad advice this season? Um, then a woman walks past and Kronos goes by after her. So the two of them go to... Never mind. She's kissing him. Huh. Weird. Um, Elliot gives Dean the weapon to kill... Sorry. No. Ezra gives Dean the weapon to kill Kronos with. She also kisses him. Dean remembers Back to the Future 3 and writes a letter. Um pause on that. Elliot gets in a fight with Kronos, but it's interrupted by Kronos' girlfriend Lila, and Elliot gets away. Kronos tells Lila to pack a bag. He'll explain later. Dean goes into the house that he and Sam will be squatting in, and determines Sam's eyeline to give them a sign. Uh, and it works. Sam finds the note, which gives him and Jody a date to work with, and the name Lila Taylor. So they go talk to her in the present as an old woman, and she says that all the clocks stopped at 11.34 that night when Ethan choked Dean to death. Uh-oh. So Dean and Kronos, Ethan Snyder, get into a fight, and Elliot puts a pause to it by pulling a gun on Lila. Not cool. Uh, Sam and Jody prep the summoning spell as we get confrontation between the hunters, who tell Lila everything, and Kronos, who says he was only killing people to get back to her because he loves her. He needs to take three people as sacrifice to travel through time, and it's only for a short period, but he always wants to get back here because he wants to stay with her. Um, they fight, and as Kronos has Dean by the throat, Elliot throws the stake to him, and the clock hits 11.34 as they vanish in a red light. In 2012 again, Sam grabs the stake to stab Kronos, who says their future is covered in thick black ooze, and dies. The end. There is a deleted scene in the transcript. Um. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I found it one second. Um, where, you know, Jody heads out, and Sam is like, he did not call you untouchable. 
Um, they're joking, and then they're like, well, are we actually doomed to die to the Leviathan? Or um, they start looking for cases again. So it, it doesn't really add anything, but it's more of a typical wrap-up. Cool. So, Wyatt? I don't know where we want to start here. <laughs> Explain to us, what is... is the Untouchables? I, I was going to ask you guys, okay, you tell me what you know about Elliot Ness. Uh, I had to Google him because... Uh, I saw okay, Dean's so Ash reaction. doesn't know anything about Elliot Ness. What about you, Emma? Well, I, I googled him, so now I, I know about him. I think I sort of bit. knew this already. I don't know how much I knew before Supernatural, um, but by the time I watched it this time, I definitely knew that he was one of the Al, Al Capone guys. Yeah. Um, uh, Elliot yeah. Ness was the was the cop who took down, who led the who led the Untouchables, which was a bunch mm -hmm. of police who are the people who took down Al Capone. Uh, he is one of the most famous cops in the history of the United States of America, um, a primary like uh, uh, pusher of copaganda, uh, particularly around the idea of like the good dogged cop who takes down the bad gangster. Um, he uh, he also like absolutely sunk into like becoming a extreme alcoholic after. That whole event, and there was a whole thing with a, like, uh, uh, what was the killer's name? Uh, basically, he was hounded by a serial killer after that, uh, and it drove him nuts to the point where he, like, in hunting this guy, he, like, burned down a homeless camp uh, and oh did gosh. a bunch of other stuff um, to the point where he was, like, actually, like, disgraced. Like, he became a joke. Uh, because he was the famous cop who took down Al Capone and he could not catch this killer, which is a uh, part of his story that isn't talked about quite so much, but uh, I think is very illustrative of um, the police. Interesting. Honestly, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah? I don't know what I was expecting, but as bad as that is, I was like, okay, well, yeah, bad, but not as bad. I don't know what I was expecting, though. I so, mean, yeah. So Untouchables is a movie from 1987. Um, according to Wikipedia, most of its plot is fictionalized. Um, yeah. And Kevin Costner plays Elliot Ness, which is why Dean says his agent name is Costner. Yes. Because he's a loser. Ah. He says he's watched this movie like 50 times. Sure you have, cop boy. And there's like an interesting thing here about like never meet your heroes um, and like Dean... Uh talk like yeah dean like realizing that this guy isn't um all he thought he was and like kind of also elliot ness like bullying him he calls him a nancy for what he does call him a nancy for having emotions no i mean like <laughs> in terms of the writing of this episode why is season seven so obsessed with making gay jokes about dean shrug it's because gay people are funny emma um, yeah, so after bringing down Al Capone, he was, like, promoted to, uh, chief investigator of the Prohibition Bureau, um, and, like, you know, moved, moved around the cops, um, he declared war on the mob, but, uh, yeah, the Cleveland Torso Murders is the, the, uh, event that he, uh, that, that drove him off the wall. He had a, there, did he? No, okay. Yeah, anyway, uh, you know... Interesting person, what going on in his life, the way the media um, used him 
and like turned a like regular person into this symbol and part of that being what uh uh kind of ruined his life is mm -hmm. is very um very communicative about the nature of propaganda and the way that police officers were uh thought about in that era of America. Mm -hmm. Um my other the other thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that the hourglass was invented in the 8th century AD. <laughs> Cronus's symbol is a scythe. It's not that hard. Yeah. Just give him a little scythe signet ring. This, I don't understand. This summoning ritual involves breaking an hourglass. <laughs> Well, and they write down the time in, in blood, digital which is also format, really which is stupid. so funny. Yes, yes, using yes. Arabic numerals, okay. I mean, there is something about magic, like it's intent. I understand, like fine, yeah. yeah. But the it's, the hourglass really drives me nuts. That's really funny. Maybe you could have put a sundial, Jinx. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, there's also like, uh, there's also stuff around like. Cronus is so often um, shown as the god of time, and like, well, that's true. It's like he was primarily a harvest deity, and the way that harvest deities like are gods of time because they mark the seasons passing. But that's why his symbol is a is a scythe. Mm -hmm. Like he's also often uh, shown with like grain, the like uh, Cronus with the with like specifically over like time and aging and stuff is i think more of a like later uh invention yeah anyway that's fine i like i don't know i find the god thing like sam explicitly tells jody about gods in this episode in a way that like the show has talked about before but makes it extremely clear here in a way that's like it's just the American God. It's just American gods. We say this yeah. every time there's a God episode, but the, like, him talking about, oh, they once were, like, strong and powerful, and now they're super weak because they don't have any worshippers anymore, et cetera, et cetera. And, like, him trying to have this, like, regular um, American dream-style life with, like, a nice house uh, and a, and a... I guess they're not married, but, like, a lover. Um, and, like, you know, he dresses like a businessman... There's, like, interesting stuff there, but also, like, if you just go read American Gods for that, because it's, like, actually handled with much better, like, pathos. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, let's, let's, let's go through this chronologically. <laughs> <laughs> chronologically, I, like, huh? I'm not even... Some stuff... This episode is kind of fun. Like, the, the stuff they do with the soundtrack is fun. They, like, it's all old-timey music. Uh, Ezra's a fun character. Um, it's very, like, uh, Star Trek holodeck episode in vibes. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. That specific episode in Star Trek The Next Generation where they go to, like, a cowboy town, I think. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure there's also another one where they're, like, or it's, like, 1920s and 30s gangsters. Oh, yeah, vibes. it is. Yeah. I have, a, I have an image in my head of Picard, like, wearing a fedora. My image is Data. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy to me? Anyway. Cronus what? has this whole what? thing where, like, oh, I need to kill people to get to the time I want to be. Except Sam and Jody were able to bring him to the time he needed to be. So why couldn't he just tell Lila how to summon him? It didn't require killing anybody. Because he wanted to. Cinema sins ding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. 
He's like, damn, I keep bouncing through time. There's no way for me to stop doing that. Why don't you just get her to summon you every time you bounce back? Those, like, we didn't even, like, see any cool ingredients. Like, ooh, you need... It's way harder to kill people than it is to just do a little ritual. Well, not for him, probably, but yeah. It does put hunters on your ass. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, stupid. He's stupid. Uh, I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the Kronos, the guy who ate his kids? That's this guy who's so fucking lame? (laughs) I mean, to be fair, that part I like. Like, the the ancient gods becoming, like, lame dudes in the present time because no one worships them anymore. You know what? I guess eating a rock is exactly the same level of problem solving as murdering people constantly. Uh Uh-huh. Consistent characterization. This guy sucks. Well, and it's also like it's it's supernatural has never made it clear how much like the myths around gods are true versus them just being like powerful entities that like people tell stories about because they exist in the world and people worship them, etc. Because like if he's just a guy who walks around and lives on a mountain, like he probably didn't like, you know, cut off his dad's testicles to to make the ocean or whatever. <laughs> I don't think he made the ocean. I think it fell into the ocean and made Aphrodite. I mean, I guess it probably it made. I can't like. Make I think it made sea foam. I think is the thing that that it did. Yeah, but wasn't she born out sea of that? Foam is yeah, and then balls. she was born from that sea foam. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ash. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> this anyway. is the only way I can contribute to this conversation. I never read Percy Jackson. Damn, missed out on our culture. I know. Uh, anyway. So my my first note is they were like, we want to do a time travel episode, but we killed the time traveling angel. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Also, another episode where all of your problems would be solved if you just had Cass. Literally so true. So true. We miss him. Season seven is him. just hit after hit of, we don't have Cass, we don't have Cass, we don't have Cass. <sighs> um, I guess we start in media res, which is fun, like boys are the cold open. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean's just been, like, reading about Dick constantly. He's gotta, gotta learn about that Dick. Educate himself. Do you Later, think he ever... Okay, you know how, very... like, sometimes when you're, like, deep in a research hole, you forget that you, like, Google is not specific to that research hole, and you just type something in, like, without all the other qualifiers? Like, sometimes when I'm looking up supernatural characters, I'll just, like, go to look up the name, like, Amber all by itself with no, with nothing else, you know? Do you think you ever just typed in dick? <laughs> <laughs> like the penis comic post? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later, Sam says one of the most iconic uh, lines to come out of this season, are you going to watch more anime or are you strictly di- into dick now? Uh-huh. Are you strictly into dick now? He doesn't say anime because Dean responds with, it's called anime and it's an art form. He says cartoon smut. He says it's, and then Dean yep. says it's called anime. It's not called anime, Dean. I like, I, well, no, I, in my, to me, Dean has made the graduation from watching hentai <laughs> to just watching anime. I think Dean's like watching Bleach on his computer. Yeah, I think that there's like a split in the fandom between people who think he's actually watching like hentai and people who think he's just watching anime and let Sam assume that it's porn. <laughs> Isn't it it like a squares and rectangles thing? Isn't all hentai technically anime? Yes. But not all anime is hentai? That's correct. So you could say, you could say either way. Yep. I think he should, I think he should watch Fruits Basket. When did Psycho Pass come out? Dean would like Psycho Pass. God, you're so, you're so lame. (laughs) 2012, not quite yet. 
Maybe Dean will start Wyatt, watching what was your score on that uh, that anime bingo card? I think it again? was fifty-seven out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, twenty eleven anime season. What was Dean? What was what was what was popular? Oh, I wonder if Dean was watching Hunter Hunter. Now Dean's taste isn't that good. <laughs> Steinsgate started. Anohana. Nichi Joe. Man, twenty eleven was a great year for anime. I'm staring at the at the camera. <laughs> I think Dean should watch Trigun for no other reason besides Trigun is cool. I think saying? Dean would think Vash is lame. What, Emma? I'm telling Aids you said that. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? Dean should watch Oran High School Host Club. <laughs> Dean makes a Tumblr account. <laughs> anyway. Um, Fights in the trenches of the fandom versus hipster blog. <laughs> I don't think he's in those corners. I think he's in those weird little conservative pockets of tumblr oh blue exorcist was airing that's a monster hunting show see i think i think he would probably he would probably when he wants to watch shonen he would watch monster hunting shows but when he gets tired uh -huh. of watching anime that's like too close to his life he would watch um slice of life anime yeah mm -hmm. someone make me a gif of dean like chuckling at a Joe gag <laughs> i bet he likes that goat suplex joke there's probably like one person in our audience who is just so ecstatic right now. Nichi Joe is a classic, okay? Okay, but the overlap between people who watch good anime and people who watch Supernatural is barely a Venn diagram. I'm posting this. I'm posting this goat fight. Oh my god. I'm making you watch this. Okay. <laughs> if I can find an actual GIF for it. Yay. <laughs> oh, this show's so good. Here, I'm putting this in the refs. Everyone can see the goat. Goat. Uh, it's not a suplex. It's like, I don't even know what kind of wrestling Yo. this is. What the fuck? <laughs> Flashing warning for that gif when we post it. What did that goat hey. do to you? <laughs> is there, wait, flashing warning? There's well, like a it, little the, when it cuts, yeah, when it cuts, it's like a, a flicker. Oh, I'll find a better gif. Okay. Um, The boys do rock, paper, I mean, scissors. To figure out who's gonna get to sleep in the bedroom, even though they're sleeping on the floor anyway. Um, and I like the way that this is shot because we just see like the little tap tap. We don't actually see what they shoot. Um, but um, we just cut to Sam having one, which is good. But then Dean says, "How come paper beats rock?" Which is very silly. But also, he didn't do scissors, and he lost yeah. anyway. <laughs> Sam is in his head. Real. Sam is in his head. <laughs> <laughs> they're so lame sam's been practicing uh this like horrible condemned house uh is great i love how miserable they are yeah half functioning toilet one unrancid bedroom which yeah they do that's what they do the rock paper scissors over um my next note is when they go talk to um whoever this guy is the witness yeah i i think we get an image of the the one of the mummified bodies which looks pretty good Dean's like very king tut mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, then they go. Then they go talk to this stoner. It is very I funny. Was, uh, medicating on the porch. No, oh, hold on. Uh -huh. Before that, um, they knock. They show their ID. Uh, he goes, "Well, do you mind if we like talk outside?" He says, "My mom's sleeping in there," and closes the door so they can't see anything. Yeah, your mom's sleeping. Sure. See, I took him at his word. I did not. Yeah, wait, He's got a blanket think, over his shoulders is... right now. It's cold. Well, yeah. What What do you think he was doing? I think he's got possession right there. He doesn't want the feds inside. Oh, yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't come back with a warrant if you want inside. Yep. Exactly. We can talk right out here. Anyway, 
yeah, he says I was medicating and does a little blunt motion. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he, he, just, he see, does just tell the cops that he, he was smoking weed. They can't charge him weed. with past possession. That's true. Might be enough to get a warrant, though, if they really cared. Yeah, but they're the feds. They're not, like, yeah. uh, uh, drug cops, so they probably don't. But they yeah. probably wouldn't. I mean, Sam and Dean definitely don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is another funny little guy. Uh, did we say that who this episode was written by? Robbie Thompson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is his second episode. Yeah, his first episode was pretty recent. I remember. Being yeah, it was like, slash fiction. We talked. That that's when we. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That episode was pretty good. Um. Yes. Yeah. This is a funny little guy. Um. He is a funny little guy. Trying to see if there's any specific lines I marked that he said that I thought were funny. Um. I can't even the find... nickname he has for his neighbor is funny, but I can't remember what it is. Oh. Well, the guy who got um, oh. mummified is Charles Durbin, and he calls him Durbs. Durbs. There we go. Yeah, the the note, I found my note. It's um when the, he's describing the dude, he says, some dude dressed like my grandpa. And Dean's like, what do you mean? He's like, uh, he's got one of those Justin Timberlake hats. Yeah, sounds like you sounds mean like a fedora. A fedora? <laughs> God, to go back in time to a point in history yeah. where people didn't know what fedoras were. Yeah. Um... <laughs> fedoras can't be that bad oh god oh god i do like the note it is kind of cool i first of all the red energy looks pretty good um mm -hmm. in the in the cold open i liked the way it looked it was cool um the other thing is the fact that clocks stop when it when he uses his powers that's neat that's a fun little uh nod mm -hmm. and that'll be important later mm -hmm. i love it when clocks stop yep it's very evocative mm -hmm. um dean says uh <laughs> I couldn't find it. Couldn't find anything. Nothing that turns a dude into a crypt keeper. He's so funny. Um, Sam finds a bunch of various records through time of people getting fed on and turned to mummies. Uh, um, this is where the anime thing comes up. Yeah, he says, "Are you going to look up more anime, or are you yeah. strictly into dick now?" And Dean gives him a side eye and does not respond. Yeah, he's like, "That's well, because we funny. see over his shoulder." At the beginning of the scene, he is reading about dick. Yes, and Sam is like, "I hope yes. that's." hentai because you're in a bad thought spiral yeah um this is where dean hacks into the security yeah. cams he, he and sam's like back. yeah mm -hmm. um sam says you need to teach me that trick dean's a hacker boy now hacker yeah, boy dean. sam you're not the only one i i thought they were gonna learn magic from some ancient toxic wizards but no dean's learning hacking from joshimi gibbs <laughs> Sam takes his laptop back to, like, continue looking at things, and Dean's like, you can't let me bask in the glory for one second, can you? <laughs> um, they go talk to that other guy, um, and then they do the stakeout from the cold open. Yeah, this bit, if you pause it just right, there's a bit where, like, he has a straw in his mouth, um, and we all know straws are gay. Uh, and he, yeah. he has, like, his tongue, like, half out of his mouth to keep the straw in his mouth. Um, and there's this one specific post um, that's like, it says something like, God, uh, Michael, this is your sword. And Michael goes, this is a sheath, father. Yeah. Okay. I like that they have crinkly uh, uh, fast food wrapping on the on the uh, dashboard. They've been eating. They've been sitting here for a while. They're snacking. They're munching. Um, they ponder over what this thing is and dean's like so what exactly is this thing some sort of vampire that got too sucky <laughs> someone stop my vampire he's getting too sucky <laughs> <laughs> i had to put my vampire down he was getting too sucky yeah and then dean gets uh sent back to the past like samurai jack 
Wait, I thought he got sent into the future. Yeah, but he wants to go back to the past. So that's the opposite of Samurai Yeah, but I'm, I'm just quoting. The, the theme song for Samurai Jack goes back to the past. Samurai Jack. Okay. It's been a little while for me. It's fine. It's fine. Um, we got the classic uh, Supernatural. We're in the past, so we need to kind of put an orange filter over everything. Mm-hmm. I think they generally do a good job making the 1940s look like the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the shop fronts all look pretty good. There's, like, barrels and shit around. <laughs> like, I didn't... Yeah, it's a passable, passable video game yeah. level. <laughs> yeah, Grant's Jewelers. Um, the cop station that Dean's in is, like, brick walls and stuff. Um, the, uh, the place later with Ezra, her, like, little, little, like, tailor shop, um, looked pretty good. But, uh, yeah, Sam gets arrested by the cops. Dean. Sam. Dean? Sam? Dean? Dean got arrested. You, Dean? you Sam? Sam? Yes, no, I know. Dean gets arrested by the cops, um, and, uh, meets America's hero. <laughs> I do like, <sighs> I do like that, um, you know, it's the late 40s. Um, oh no, it's the, it's 1944. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess, oh no, the war's about to end. Okay. I, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. But yeah, they think he's a German spy. <laughs> he goes, I don't even like sauerkraut. <laughs> um, the, the slang in this one is fun too. Uh, mm -hmm, they do the a lot of yeah. 40 Which slang. I looked yeah. up and apparently means like, don't be stupid. Yeah. Um, so like, we're I all do stuck like... in 1944, you idiot. <laughs> This is a this is a twenty 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 twenties mood. <laughs> like yeah, we're all we're all stuck in this time. It sucks yeah. out here. We know. Tells the cop to go take a powder. Take a powder, yeah. Take a powder. <laughs> um, Dean's like, whatever, I'm screwed, and like tells this guy everything. And Dean's like, wait, you're a hunter. I do like the little handshake, the uh, the recognition between hunters. Like, oh man, you're just like me. You know the secrets too. Same hat. Same hat. Not until later will they have the same hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like one of the most instances of Dean having a celebrity crush that just looks like a crush. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And it's not even the last time they do this, Sam. <laughs> Terrified about who else he's going to meet. The, other, the next one is not a historical less. figure, at least. Okay. <laughs> it's gayer. Okay. Please, please. I'm in, Ian, I was literally I about to, to click over to text you right now. God bless. Um, the uh, uh, Elliot's old like uh, 1940s photos of the mummified people. Those look pretty good. Um, it's like, yeah, we're gonna gonna hunt this thing together. And they go see Ezra. I guess we get another Sam Jody scene. Yeah, which is, I like, think this is a really good scene. It's funny. Um. He picks up the phone and goes, Dean? And Jody's like, no, why? Where's Dean? Um, he says, uh, the thing that's been mummifying people took him in a friggin' ball of light yeah. and disappeared. She goes, you guys get that a lot? He says, more than most people. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> really funny. Their lives are such she's a sack like, of shit. She's like, how can I help? And he says, how do you feel about driving and lifting boxes? Later, she'll bring in a huge crate of Bobby's books. Yeah. Anyway, Dean starts having no chill and is like, Untouchables It's one of my favorite movies ever. Wait, hold on. I want to dwell in the fact that while okay. Sam is dealing with the logistics of, you know, Bobby's death, moving his stuff around and calling people and whatever, um, Dean is literally hiding in the past. It's true. Or stuck in the past, rather. Wah. It's true. When television is good. Um, 
but yeah, I to, to, they talk about the case, um, and this is where Elliot's like, "We gotta get you some new clothes. You look like some kind of bindle stiff, which is a which is a euphemism for a homeless person." Also, Dean keeps saying "awesome," and everyone keeps looking at him weird for that. Yeah, uh, Ezra later is like, "What is he religious?" And Elliot's like, "I think he just likes saying that." Come on, guys, you know he's from the future. You understand yeah. how language works. Language changes. They walk in as it's like, "Who's he? Some farmer clown." Elliot's just like he's from the future. These two are great. I uh, love Ezra. Ezra and Elliot. I think they're a fun combo. Ezra is just like one of the best side minor characters for yeah. only one episode possible. You know, just, I yeah. highly agree with you. That's exactly what a Bobby woman should be. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, she, she says, says AJ, and yeah, and Dean's like, "Oh, you remind me of somebody." She says, uh, "So spill already." What bucket of syrup did you two Idget step into? I've never heard Ezra as a woman's name ever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, apparently, it's uh, in Turkey. It's a um, it's a woman's name, mm-hmm. or it's a common woman's name. Well, it's a Hebrew boy's name. Um, Nameberry says that like it, it it's been starting to become a girl's name also, but they're like, but you know, maybe because it ends with an A, so it sounds like a girl name. Um, we yeah. like the name, but it's centuries-old male identity make it forever a boy's name to us. Not trans-friendly of you, name, name Barry. Again, it's a, it's, a, it's a woman's name in Turkey. And it's a woman's name in this show. Yeah. There she is, the woman. Anyway, there I love she her. Is. She's great. Yeah. Dean lists a couple things about the future. He says gas costs four bucks. Oh, boy. Um, ah. You can get cheese out of, out of a spray can, and the president is a black guy. Hi, yep. Obama. Hi, Obama. <laughs> Hi, Obama. Um, so like, yeah, we're hunting a time traveler. We go back to Sam and Jody. Sam and Jody do a ridiculous um, zoom in and hands. That's where we find the stupid hourglass ring. <laughs> I do think it's a really good back and forth. Yes, um, yes, right. This like is the, the scene. Yeah, this is my note. Both yeah, of them sorry, solving it the same case at the same time, reaching the same conclusions, and we get them uh, transposed or juxtaposed. Like we cut back and forth where like someone will answer a question that the other one just asked, and they're both moving forwards with the same information. It's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's it's great. Um, Dean makes some Untouchables references. He's like, it's the Chicago way, and Ezra's like, what? It's like, who talks like that? Dean says Sean Connery. He's so he's grumpy like, that they don't watch, like never it. Never watching that movie again. Yeah. Um, do we skip over the uh, the drink? Or has that not happened yet? What drink? Uh, the one from Rufus. Oh, I don't think the it one that... happened yet. Okay. Um... Oh, no, it definitely hasn't happened yet. I see where it is in my notes. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is also where we learn that uh, he's using the Biff strategy. Chrono says he's betting on horse races. Yeah. That he knows the outcome of. Yeah. Really funny. <clears throat> he gets all of his life advice from movies. Um, there's also there's a bit here which is completely innocent, but you know how it is when you're watching Supernatural. Dean says, "How am I gonna ride him back to 2012?" And Ezra says, "You could let him grab you if uh-huh. you don't mind him using you for gasoline." Okay, interesting phrasings. Uh huh. Mm. Anyway, um, they go grab this dude Lester. Who's a bookie? He's such, he's, he's such a little guy. Okay, so this dude, this actor is a voice actor, uh, which really makes sense because mm-hmm. he's putting on the most like 1940s like accent imaginable. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, exactly. In even Canton, though, Ohio. yeah, yeah, even though this is Canton, Ohio, and not New York, like we just have like a random New York gangster. I ain't it's no great. Stooly. 
He's having fun. What is wait? What is Elliot Ness doing in Canton, Ohio? Isn't he supposed to be in Chicago? Um, maybe he got I wind of this prob- case. Same as Jody. Yeah, I think he's yeah, I think he's hunting this guy. Okay. Um. I'll so Elliot puts on this bad cop routine for, on behalf of Dean. He's like, yeah, he he just yep. got back from the war. <laughs> he loves kicking in skulls. <laughs> Yeah, he spent the last two years kicking in Nazi skulls. If he doesn't kick in a skull every couple days, he gets real touchy. And then Dean goes, Lester. that a German name? Which is <laughs> so ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's really funny. Oh. Good cop, bad Dean cop routines and like, tort, like, like the, they suck. But also, this scene is funny. Uh-huh. Lester's like, don't it's hurt, so- don't, don't hoit me. I'm just a little guy. <laughs> I'm just a little guy. <laughs> It's like I never did anything wrong. It's like okay, okay, no need to snap your cap. Also, Dean took off his jacket for this scene. Uh huh. Sleep. <sighs> yeah. Arms. I have a note here Shoulders. that just says "men" and a really dramatic ellipses. Literally, so true. Men. Um. He's got his hair combed in a different way. Yeah. In this episode, kind of like the Dean Smith cut. Kind of like the Dean Smith cut. Kind of like the redacted cut. Yeah, his 1940s look is pretty good. Uh, lip by emoji. <laughs> um, we get some more Sam Jody investigation. Uh, this is really good. They Sam says "damn it" when she says "that's it" at the same time, and yeah. Sam's like, "Okay, yours sounds better. You first. It's cute. Yeah. And yeah, she finds that they that people could summon Kronos, and he finds the spell, but uh, they have to do it at right the right moment. Um, and then this is where we get the uh the bottle. The Rufus bottle, yeah. Which says, fine, you ass, you win for once, enjoy our... Yeah. yeah. He never drank it! No. Yeah, I think this is also good, the way that, like, for writing emotional impact, you focus on the details, yep. you know? Yep, 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 yep. Jody says, it's weird, huh? It's like their life's a big puzzle. You just keep finding yep. pieces of it scattered all over the place. I wrote this like, down. This is this. my favorite line in it's the episode. Really, ooh. It's good. It feels yeah. real. Shout out to Kim Rhodes. She does a great job in this episode. Kim Rhodes is great in general. I feel like we've it's talked true. about her being a good actor, but like Jody's great. I really like Jody. She has like little micro vocal expressions when she talks about Bobby. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Like at the start of the episode when she calls them, she's like, you know, with Bobby. Mm-hmm. I didn't deliver it the way she bit. did, oh, but yeah, like her voice gets a little thicker on that line. Ugh. Delicious. Ugh. Roblox dying noise. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And then they drink it because, like, it's like he'd want us to drink it, and so it's like it'd be rude not to. Yeah. Um, Elliot and Dean are doing a stakeout. Elliot's like he's kind of puny for a god, and then is is drinking on the job, and Dean's like, "Thought you were Mister Boy Scout." He says, "Why do you think I went after Capone in the first place? Guy had the best hooch in Chicago." Calling on the stuff that I said earlier about Elliot and Ass in a way that I did think was interesting. Mm-hmm. I would never meet your heroes thing. Keen's like. Slowly, been the the scales falling from his eyes, etc. Yeah, Dean asks, yeah. "Who died in your life and made you a hunter?" And he goes, "Who died? Nobody died, you morbid son of a bitch." Started doing this because vampires were turning folks in Cleveland. He's yeah. like, and that's when you got the bug. He's like, "Yep." Yeah, he says he hunts because it sets him free. Isn't that why you hunt? And Dean says <sighs> he used to do it because it was the family business, but now he doesn't even know why he's doing anything because everyone just keeps dying. And Elliot's like, "Wow, you're such a baby." This is where he calls uh, him a Nancy. He, he also says, sometimes you just want to punch through red tape with a silver bullet. Cops! Yep. Yeah, he boo-hoo, cry me a river, you Nancy. Are all hunters as soft yeah. as you in the future? Everybody loses someone. And then 
sorry, everybody loses everybody. And then one day, boom, your number's up. At least you're making a difference. So enjoy it while it lasts, kid, because hunting's the only clarity you're going to find in your life. That makes you luckier than most. Dean getting bad role models, like, back to back. It's so bad. Baby girl, your mental health is in the shitter. And it's um, not even a good shitter. It's only a half-functioning shitter. Yep. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, despite... Uh, uh, Elliot being kind of a dick uh, Dean still uh, is excited to see his like big ol' weapon cash. He gets a Tommy gun I do like the um, the historic angle of the hunter keeping their uh, their arsenal in their car mm-hmm. God you know what I would do for a TikTok if if TikTok wouldn't mute us for it? <laughs> yeah Dean what? compilation to pretty fly for a white guy <laughs> <laughs> Ever since we talked about him taking his jacket off, that's just been rotating in my brain like a microwave. That'd be great. I mean, you can make an AMV. It's true. We'll post it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, Dean has a Tommy, Tommy gun. Elliot has a shotgun, and then they don't get to use it because they're making out instead of being instead of him eating her. Um, there's a bit time. here where Dean goes, talks to me, and Elliot like gives him a look and goes, "I am." <laughs> Elliot, he's doing so good with your slang. I think the least you could do is extend the courtesy of figuring out what he's saying. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Ezra refers to Dean as smoothie, um, which <laughs> the only thing I could find for is, like, somebody, like, slick. Mm-hmm. I think she's just calling him a pretty boy. Anyway, she gets him the steak dipped in you don't want to know. Well, yeah, well, hold on. Before that, they, okay. like, they follow, they, they follow the two of them to their house. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, uh, Elliot says everything's coming up us, kid, which is a, I mean, everything's coming up Rose is a super old uh, uh, thing to say, but I still could not help but think of Milhouse, and I'm like, that's not the right era for that. <laughs> but uh, yes, then they go, they're like, okay, so we we know where they live, so now we're going to go get the weapon, and then yeah, the 1,000-year-old the olive uh, steak carved by Vestal versions. Um as was like take your twig wise guy yeah she's like okay you know he's like he says how does it work and she's like you stick this end in his heart oh he's like wait if i kill him i'm stuck here and she's like ah 1944 ain't so bad and he's like yeah i could go kill hitler and then she's like oh there's lots of ways to pass the time sugar and kisses him milf girl boss uh-huh we're like a gilf she's like at least in her late 50s well, he's only 30-something, so that's a 20-year that's gap. That's true. Um, anyway, she's like, that's for luck, because I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. And then he sees some envelopes and goes, back to the future three. He's so funny. Yeah. And then uh, then they go and um, have a little confrontation. Just a little one. Yep. Yeah, Elliot's like, Elliot tries to like creep up on him, but he's like right there and grabs the gun. Um, and he gets, like, saved by, uh, Leela, who's like, can't take out the trash without the trash, silly. Well, a little bit of their domestic life. Yeah, then he, when Elliot like, disappears, Kronos goes yeah. back in and is not a good boyfriend. Nope. Yeah, the vibes are bad here. He's like, I want you to pack a bag. We have to leave now. And she's like, but the diner, and he, like, yells, forget about them. Forget and, about like, them, drops his yeah. voice back to normal, like, consciously is like to be fair he's very stressed now out. he is about to be killed so like yeah like, it makes sense that he's freaked out but also you did kill those people yes we regrettably cannot stand the greek god the greek god <laughs> cronus 
my god, he did something problematic. <laughs> did Kronos do something problematic? Um. Meanwhile, Dean is uh, send the, this is what he's like, Back to the Future 3, because, yeah, he goes and finds that house. Yeah, he's uh, so excited when be... it's there. He does, like, a little yeah. stimmy, like, <laughs> hand drum on the steering wheel and goes, jackpot. To be fair, this is pretty fun and cool, like, the it's way he really gets Sam's good. attention. He's excited. He pretends to be a termite uh, investigator. He's like, I'm going to install something that will protect this house forever. And the old man's like, okay, because Dean's he's just, just like, lying, lying on, the on the ground. He put a pillow on the because ground. Because he... Yeah, because he wanted to find the exact spot where Sam was sleeping. Yeah, he did such a good job. It worked exactly. It worked exactly. Yeah, so Sam, we cut back to Sam and Jody. Sam is falling asleep over his work. Yep. Jody sends him to bed and says, do I have to use my mom voice? Use my Sam mom voice, plops yeah. down onto the ground to go to sleep. <laughs> does a little, a little just a, does a little double take as he realizes, hey, wait a minute. Does it say Sam on that wall? Yes, it does. Yeah, we get a dramatic zoom in. <laughs> He also, like, isn't Jody only like ten years older than Sam? Yeah, but she Not was even, a mom. She's like got a mom voice. That's she true. has a mom voice. She can do it. She's the mom yep. friend, even if she's not um, their mom. <laughs> the zoom in is really. Sam never funny. had a mom to use a mom voice on him with, though. Yeah. So I would think that makes him immune. Okay. <laughs> or extra vulnerable. That's the thing I'm sensitive about. Anyway, so Sam flops down and like suddenly does like a double take, like sits up quickly, and then we get a but but zoom in. And Sam like reaches over the electric lamp, it's like scrambles for it. He like looks at it again. There's like an even closer zoom up. It's very funny. And he pries off the uh, bit of wood and pulls out the little little note. <laughs> Dean has one paper to send to the future, or to leave for the future. Um, and he, like, takes the time to say, yes, that one, when he says he's working with Elliot Ness. <laughs> yes. Trapped on Kronos, he's banging some chick named Leela Taylor. As we're like, we gotta go talk to Leela. So they go find her in the uh, retirement is home. Is this where we get the, the date? Hmm? Is this where we get the yes. date? November 5th. It is November yeah. 5th. It sure is November 5th. Yeah. I literally, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> November 5th is the day that time. Dean died, huh? If I had a nickel. This is like the two people having the same birthday thing. <laughs> There's only so many dates in the year. Yeah, but what I've noticed working in a medical clinic is that some date, some birthdays are much more common than others. Well, some days are more fuck common season. to fuck on. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often I see like January 9th. Hey, that's Somebody my birthday. Somebody out there just had chills. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally my birthday. Oh my that's god, my no shitting way. That's birthday, that's like 60% of my patients' fucking birthdays. It's very funny. 60%? No, not 60. <laughs> I would have to, I would have to, one of these days, I'll just take like a, a, a survey uh -huh. of all of the birth dates. Anyway, they go well, talk to Leela. That, that counts as a breach of HIPAA, I guess. <laughs> um, They show her the uh, their badges, and she's like, oh, is Michael in trouble again? I told him not to read those comic books. Yeah, it's cute. But then, yeah, she's like, Ethan said awful things, strangled that poor man. Show him Dean. She's like, yeah, that was the one. Meanwhile, we uh, cut back to Dean. This whole fight scene occurs. And uh, we get Elliot as the, like, villain holding the uh, woman hostage thing, yeah, don't we? Yeah, it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. Yep. Normally the heroes Elliot's don't do damsel in distressing. They don't usually put the damsel in distress. Um, I should note, I guess I didn't bring this up, um, where, this is the same, um, 
They're doing the same thing here as when they brought uh, uh, Tara's actress on, Amber Benson, um, of like, because uh, uh, this, the guy playing Kronos is, um, Kronos uh, uh, is played by um, uh, the actor who played Logan Eccles on Veronica Mars, who is like the secondary protagonist of that show. Um, so, like, he's not as sympathetic as Amber Benson's, um, character, but, like, it is interesting that we have, like, another popular, uh, uh, contemporary, like, uh, another popular character from a TV show, Contemporary to Supernatural, playing a villain that's, like, you're supposed to sympathize with him a little bit because he's, he's, you know, he's got a, got a partner. He's just trying to live his life. Again, if I had a nickel. Yeah, I mean, they also just did this with Kaylee as well. Um, anyway, this whole confrontation happens. Um, Cronus is like, please don't hurt her. Uh, Dean's like, what the hell, man? Um, Dean's like, he tell you he's a monster, jumps through time. It's like, I'm a god. I'm not a monster. I'm the opposite of a monster. Which, that's interesting. That's how he uh -huh. conceptualizes himself, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Dean refers to it as three kills, and he says sacrifices. Yeah. Want to call it He's kills. like, I do it for you, Leela. Cool, cool motive? Still murder. Uh, the, meanwhile, Sam and Jody are doing the stupid ritual. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, he's got to suck people dry. Takes the, like, takes the three sacrifices. He's like, I can control where I land. Um, so yeah, once I get there, it's over for long and I'm tossed through time again. That's my life. All I want is to get back here because he loves her. He lived the worst existence you can imagine and then he found her. Elliot's like, Leela here was going to be victim number three, am I right? Which, I don't think that's true. Mm -mm. Oh, no, I guess he's like, she was supposed to be, but then you fell in love with her. Um, then he's like, something tells me you used to kill three saps just for a change of scenery. And he's like, yes, I did. I used to wander, but now I have you. But of course, one of the people that he killed was one of Leela's friends. And then she's like, you're a monster. And he's like, no, and then gets stabbed. And then, uh... Oh, sorry, Dean's going to go stab him and then starts choking him and then he gets sucked in the future and then, then stabby stab. Mm -hmm. I guess Elliot gets a final help in, which is weird. I guess Elliot's okay after all as far as the show goes. Shrug. He throws the stake to Dean because it gets knocked out of his hands by the kerfuffle, I guess. And then, yeah, he's like, you, you ruined it. It's all over. And Sam goes, uh, hey, although... Kronos, and he turns around and Sam just fucking stabs him. Yep made you look you destroyed everything and then it's like you want to know before he dies it says you want to know your future i know your future it's covered in a thick black ooze just like Castiel. everywhere they're everywhere enjoy oblivion and then he dies yeah there's a cool and then that's like, the end of the episode effect going as he's dying where like his heart is glowing and the veins in his neck are glowing and it's doing like a it's somewhere between a heartbeat sound and a clock sound it's good mm-hmm and that's that's the episode. That's the episode. Right? I don't know. Another god bites the dust. Another god bites the dust. How many have they killed at this point? Uh, the boys personally, or yeah, the boys personally. Lucifer killed a lot of them. Um, let's see. The boys. Let's see. They killed Kronos. They killed that scarecrow. They, they, they killed, killed those guys the, in um, the Supernatural Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's four. Uh, I think they've killed at least I one mean, or two more. I mean, they technically killed uh, uh, oh. ass in Defending Your Life. Um, Osiris? Uh, Anubis? Os Osiris. Wait, yeah, it was Osiris, not Anubis. Was the Scarecrow a god in Scarecrow? Yes. 
we already yeah, counted, I counted that. that. So four point five. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they yeah, it's it's uh it's an episode. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. These episodes were fine this week. You know how it is. <laughs> There's not a lot to dig into here. It's just like, oh, do you meet the hero? And it's like, learns bad lessons from him. Yeah, for real. Yep. Um, There is a fun exit music during the credits instead of the usual music. It's still like 40 style. Yes. That's my last note. The- there's like a slight parallel here between like Cronus and the Phoenix, I guess, of being like, oh, look, he's not as monstrous because there's a woman he loves. But in this case, the Phoenix literally wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, no. Whereas this guy uh, does go around murdering people. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's it. I guess I'll do actor facts. Uh, not everyone can be a winner. <laughs> um. Elliot Ness was played by Nicholas Leah, who is Ricky Caruso in The Commish, Victor Mansfield in Once a Thief, Alex Krisik in The X-Files. Does that name ring a bell, Ash? He was in a bunch of episodes, apparently. Oh! Yes! Oh my god! He's the Alex! Yeah. The guy! The guy! The Alex. I knew I knew I recognized him! Uh, he's Just older. Also, Ethan McKay in Whistler, Eric in Men in Trees, Tom Foss in Kyle XY, Joe Evans in V, Mark Rowan in Reboot the Guardian Code. That show sucks. And Norris in The Stand, the 2020 uh, version. Cronus is played by Joseph Doring, as I said, who is uh, Joseph Coaston in, Mid- in Moonlight, Ringer in Mr. Carpenter, Tara in Kingdom Hearts, Detective Will Kinney in the originals, Chase Graves in iZombie, and as said, Logan Eccles in Veronica Mars. Uh, Leela was played by Melissa Roxburgh, who was also Ensign Sill in Star Trek Beyond, Thea in Valor, and Michaela Stone in Manifest. Ezra Moore was played by Linda Darlow, who was Leslie in Northwood, Lewis Hinton in The Commish, Roxanne Carson in Alienated, and Kaede in Inuyasha, The Final Act, and Yashahime. Um... And as said, Lester, the guy who Dean and Elliot threatened, was played by Gabe Cuth, who was Michael in Northwood, Leonardo the Ninja Turtle in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, Ashton Anchors in Star Ocean EX, uh, Genosuke Isuzu in Tokyo Underground, Nicole Amarfi in Gundam Seed, Orko in the 2000 reboot of He-Man, Saji Crossroad in Gundam Double Zero, uh, Mike in Flash and Dash, Spinner Cortez in Hot Wheels Battle Force 5, Ken Midori in Beyblade Burst, and Sneezy in Once Upon a Time. Wow. Yep. And uh, that's us done. Uh, yep. What's next, next week, time? Let's see. Hold on. Oh, I just looked this up. It's The Slice Girls and Plucky Penny Whistles Magic Menagerie, which means I have an exciting okay. announcement. This is as far as I've ever seen in Supernatural. Next week is <gasps> new content for me. Oh, wow. Oh wow, gosh. wow. This is the last episode of Supernatural you ever watched? Yeah. Wild. That's it. I knew, I knew Slice seven, Girls was huh? next and I didn't want to see it, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. boy. Stay tuned for the episode we'll that made some... me stop watching in advance. Oh, boy. Oh boy. And then oh boy, the one oh after boy. that is probably something about clowns. It's it's I think it's I can't remember if it's dumb or good. But it's ridiculous. So either way. Alright. Well, um until then, uh well thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Send in things, we'll respond to them. Um and uh until next time. I, uh, what god are we killing? Cronus is down. What god is going to curse us and tell us our future sucks? Who do we want to get rid of here? 
Zeus. Want to go for yeah, oh, Zeus? Guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Cronus is down. Let's do Zeus next. So until next time, uh, Zeus is going to curse us with thunderstorms for the rest of our lives as we stab him and watch the life drain. Joke's on you. Eyes. I love listening to thunderstorms. <laughs> yeah, take that, Zeus, god of thunder. <laughs> The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.